from recruiting and consulting firm Riderflex. I'm your host, Steve Urban, and here is your Riderflex podcast episode of the day. Chase Dudas on the Riderflex podcast. How are you doing, Chase? I'm good. How about yourself? Awesome, man. Uh, so what do you got going on here? I want to hear all about this, this, this thing you got going on with Zero In. Is that how you say it, by the way? Yeah, Zero In. You nailed it. All right. Uh, before you get into that, though, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Some family stuff. Go for it. Yeah, totally. Um, have you ever heard of Thousand Oaks, California? <laughs> just a few times. <laughs> That's where I'm from. Um, so I was raised there, uh, came out to Colorado, spent four years at University of Boulder, um, and then been here ever since. So I'm considered to be one of the Colorado transplants, if you will. Can you get, can you scoot up a little bit closer to your mic? I want to make sure I'm yeah. hearing you. Okay. Just a little bit on your mic. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, why'd you go to see you? Um, I don't know. It's something about just the outdoors. I think Colorado had a lot of not only weather, um, but also just activities. Um, and it had everything I was looking for. Um, okay. So that's kind of the reason there. And then, and then what you got to Boulder and you're like, wow, look at all this cool startup life in the startup world. I like this. Yeah, it's fantastic, actually. The ecosystem in Boulder, it's crazy. I mean, what, we're ranked like fifth in like the the startup towns in all of the U.S., so. Were you even thinking, were you even thinking that entrepreneurial stuff, startup, was that even in your mind when you came out to Boulder? No, no, not at the beginning. No, it wasn't until I would say about senior year, it kind of kicked in where I realized like everything that was laying in front of me and could take mm. advantage of it. Where were you going to be a, de a software developer an IT executive? You know, funny enough, I went in undeclared. Um, I went into the kind of pre-wrap dorms and pre-med and just figured out that wasn't for me. And so I took kind of my passion for computer science and, and ran with that. So that's, you were, you were also a gamer, I think. I was, I played a professional overwatch for the school and, and it's still a side hobby of mine. So, wow. Aren't you impressed that I know that I did some homework on you. <laughs> That's cool that you were able to find that. Yeah. Uh, yes. I knew you were a gamer. Okay. So senior year, you started thinking, you started thinking, I want to, I want to be in startup land. I want to, did, was the first thought I want to be a startup uh, entrepreneur or did you have the idea first? Uh, you know, which one came first? That's a great question. Um, you know, it was really me and my co-founder who really bonded together over the idea. I think more or less he brought the idea, um, but it really meshed well with my passion for just making a difference in the healthcare space. Did you, were your parents in healthcare or something? What's the tie back there? No, no, parents weren't in healthcare. I mean, my dad worked for, for Amgen, um, so he kind of was, was in the space and that's where I kind of got most of my exposure, but um, okay. just kind of one of those one-off things. Okay, so let me so walk me through this. You guys are like playing games one Saturday night because you're gamers, you're having some beers, and you're like, hey man, I got this idea. <laughs> you know, I think there was more more time involved with that. I think it took us about mm, two or three years of just bouncing this around. But um, yeah, I think that decision kind of happened like that. We decided to run with it. So okay. And and your co-founder's still with you now? He's still with me now, yeah. So zero in is you and your co-founder and you got any employees yet, or you're just kind of in startup phase here? We, we do. We brought on one, I think back in March, um, Derek, he's awesome. He's been great for us. He kind of has taken up operations and, wow. and it's been a blast. Yeah. Wow. Now is this an employee that you're giving equity because you can't pay him yet? Or you're actually in, in post revenue here and you're paying him like a regular employee. Yes. Derek is being compensated for his work. So. 
how about you guys you paying yourselves yet uh yeah a little bit you know definitely <laughs> definitely living that that typical startup ramen life so are you living the ramen noodle life give the us the zero in overview zero it's zero in dot ai but give us the overview go for it yeah, totally. Um, so ZeroIn provides a virtual check-in and queuing platform for health environments. And so what that really means is um, for clinics and other offices, um, even telehealth providers, um, it's an easy spin up. And it's a platform that allows your patients not only to check in virtually, but to also get um, follow back on their results um, via queuing system. Um, so I like to equate it to um, thinking about it like a TSA. Uh, so if you think about when TSA was implemented, what, like nine years ago, right? Mm. If I have that, mm. um, it's this process What you show up, you're waiting in line for like, what, half an hour, have to take your shoes off, have to go through the scanners, all that. Mm -hmm. Where now you can just like, what, use clear, take a picture of your face and you're done. That's it. You're walking through. Mm -hmm. So you look at healthcare and you see this system that's been set up for 20 some odd years now electronically. Um, and you realize stuff like this isn't really available. Um, and so that's really where we got our footing and where we're, we're looking to make a difference. So it, this is an app that I put on my phone and it's, when I, when I walk it, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm checking in, I'm registering, whatever little bullshit forms there. They always got forms for you to fill out every time you go to the doctor. Right? That, mm -hmm. See? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, cause they hand you the little clipboard with the little pin and you sit down in the little chair and you fill out the crap and then you hand it to the person <laughs> and then you wait. Yep. <laughs> You're telling there me that wait. I can use this little app and I can, I can be clicking on this app stuff either before I leave my house or when I'm in the parking lot. And Whenever. Yeah, whenever. And then what happens? And then like they, the app like beeps me and tells me, Hey, come <laughs> in the office now. Yeah, basically. Um, like you said, I mean, it's even simpler. It's just a website. Um, we wanted to make it accessible to as many people as possible. So um, yeah, you just would whenever either at home in your car outside the uh, office, whatever you want to do, um, you go through the process, you just enter basic information for that appointment. Um, and then you're queued up and you know exactly when to expect um, a response. Um, and then, yeah, when the, the office is ready for you, they can send you a text saying, hey, come on up, we're ready. Is this this? All right. And wow. Yeah, that'd be great. It's just like the nurse saying, hey, OK, we're, we're ready for you now. Um, exactly. Can you make it also skip the part where I get to the little room and have to wait for the doctor for another 15 minutes? Can you fix that, too? <laughs> you know, we're definitely looking how to make this as streamlined as possible. So. It's just annoying as hell. I, you know, I'm 53. So I got, I got issues like most guys my age. And so I'm going to the doctor a lot, you know, yeah, going in, filling out the damn forms. Then I sit there after I fill out the forms in the little waiting room yeah. and the nurse gets me, then she takes me back to the room. And then I sit there again for another 15 minutes. I, I just hate that shit. I, it gets, it gets on my damn nerves. It's like, can I just get out of my car, walk straight in the doctor walks in, boom, I'm, I'm talking to the doctor. That'd be awesome. I mean, that's the goal, right? I think there's there's a lot to uh, to still explore and to still figure out, but I, I think that's the goal. Well, this this uh, this software, I guess you had to build some stuff. How do you what do you get the forms and you upload them into your platform? Like, because every doctor's office has got different forms, different things you got to fill out. How are you doing that? 
Yeah, right now it's pretty custom. Um, right mm -hmm. now we're definitely working closely with the, the office itself. I think at one point we do want to, to make that more scalable and, and yeah. easier for clinics. Um, be nice if you went. Throw. Be nice if you went to the clinic and you said you can use our stuff, but by the way, your forms have to match our stuff. I'm not. I'm not. And that kind of leverage would be awesome too. Yeah, exactly. Because right now they're like, well, we do it this way. We have this little form. Blah blah blah. But even that right there, like that's the problem too. Like you think <laughs> about how many different systems. Like you could you could have two, three appointments on the same day and each one is on a different system with different forms you need to fill out, which is just nuts. How about this? How about the fact that I'm filling out this stupid sheet of paper that has information that is already in the damn system on me and they don't even use it and it's completely wasted. How about that? How about that piece? I mean, I, I'm filling out these papers and half the time the nurse is like, oh yeah, you don't need to fill that out. We got it right here. I'm like, then why'd you give it to me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I think like a majority of the time they're just cross verifying. I know like um, mm. they just like to, to get that info to kind of verify it across, but ah. There's also some too, if you fill it out virtually, it would know whether that information is different or not. Um, so even if they needed to collect that information from you or not. All right, so what's the what's the model here? How are you making money? Who's paying you? Uh, we're a subscription SaaS model. Um, so okay. we just charge clinics monthly uh, for a license and, and that's it. We're keeping it simple. And all right, pitch me. I'm the, I, I'm the doctor, I got the office and you're like, pitch me, What what? how, how does this, you're just adding an expense onto my expense line. Talk to me, pitch me, pretend like you're selling it to me. <laughs> well, there's a lot more value than just that. Um, okay. It's very simple. It's outside of the HR, so no integration yet. Very simple to spin up. Like we could have it spun up within um, an hour. Oh. Um, operate, right? Isn't that crazy? Um, and the one thing that is really nice about it is it's very accessible for all patients. So it's not only a benefit for your office to have it, it's a benefit for patients to have it. Um, so we've done things like include different languages, like we support um, Spanish speaking um, patients. And then we've done things like explore how we could give patients um, other accessibility options, like more time, if they needed more time or help getting up to the office. Um, so I think we're placing a big, a big portion of like our vision on, on providing equitable care and access to care. So you're going to make it, so I'm the doctor's office. You're going to make this easier for my patients. It will and, be and, dead and simple I don't have for to your collect patients. All, I don't, I, easier yeah. for the patients. I don't have to collect all these forms. They're going to fill them out ahead of time. My patients are happier because they're not waiting around. Exactly. Your patients don't have to wait. They can check in whenever they want. They're happier because they know when to expect to be called up mm -hmm. and how much time they have waiting. Um, and it just allows for more flexibility. Um, like you said, you're, you know, you're not stuck in the, the lobby. You can check in, do what you need to do, and then be able to, to walk in when you're ready. Okay. So I'm the perfect, I'm the, you know, I got a perfect situation for you. So I go to the doctor, this is during COVID, but I'm, yeah. I can see where this works outside of COVID anyway. But I, I, I start walking up towards the door. This lady comes outside. She stops me because this is COVID. So I, I get it right. Yeah. She's like, sir, um, and she tries to hand, she hands me the clipboard while I'm outside, the same bullshit clipboard with the stupid form. <laughs> she hands me the clipboard, clipboard and, she, and I'm like, okay. And she goes, well, you can't fill it out. You can't fill it out inside. You got to go back to your car and fill it out. I'm like, okay. Right. So now I go, now I walk back out to my car with this clipboard. I fill it out. Then I walk back to the front door. Again, she comes outside, won't let me in. She says, well, okay, I'll take the clipboard now and 
then we'll we'll text you when when you can come in. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm thinking to myself when I looked up your stuff and I saw what you were doing at zero in, I thought, wow, wouldn't that have been cool? I could have just pulled up and waited for the app to tell me I can come in. I don't have to mess around with all this. Dead simple. You got it. That's exactly uh, it. All right. And how many are you, do you sell it by clinic, by hospital? Like, like you sell it to banner or you got to sell it to each individual clinic. How does that work? Um, I think our initial thoughts are by clinic right now. Um, Okay. We're, we're obviously exploring with different health systems. And so that would be an interesting case for us um, mm -hmm. looking at the different locales, but I think just operating cost wise, it makes the most sense to, to charge per, per location spun up. So you can't sell it to like UC health globally or can you? We can. Yeah, we definitely can. Um, it's just one of those things where we're looking at where supply meets demand on that pricing. I mean, if, you, scheme, if you yeah. sell it to UC health and they just tell everybody, Hey, we're using this across the enterprise. I mean, yeah. It's a great tool. It's a great tool. It's a great at that, competitive at that edge point, too. At, at that point, you're having to hire like 150 people for your company and you're calling me Riderflex to do the recruiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We would need uh, <laughs> definitely some help there. Do you have, how many clients do you have now? Um, we've done one successfully and then we're in the works with three others right now. So you actually have a client writing you a check. Uh, yeah, we did. So have you raised cash? We have raised a little bit of cash. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, well, how, can you tell me how much or is that top secret? Um, the current round's top secret, but we've been running on 35 K since I think February and that's gotten us to this point. So how are you living? How are you eating? Paying the rent? Is mom and dad helping a little bit? I or told you we're on the ramen schedule, you know, <laughs> um, definitely balling on a budget. Are you working other jobs or no? No, just this man. That 35 K is not going to last forever. You, you're going through it. It's not. No, we're lean, but yeah, we are churning through it. Plus, you got an employee you're having to pay. Yep. <laughs> what do you, but you're in the middle of a raise right now. What are you calling that? Seed round? Fan, what, we're calling pre-seed. Um, pre-seed? I, I don't know. They're, the rounds are kind of mixed, right? Like um, the introduction of a accelerator round has kind of just placed weird things. So we're going for pre-seed, um, which is really just looking for angels and other VC firms. Okay. All my startup friends are going to hate that I'm about to say this, but I think it, all the little names for the rounds, I, I think it's a, just a bunch of shit, quite honestly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, look, I'm raising cash, period. That, that's what I'm doing. Exactly. You got it. I think the names help to, to differentiate different sectors. Life cycles. Yeah. The timeline. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we're raising money. Um, we're raising money. That's what matters. That's what you need to know. Exactly. Uh, Okay. Who's doing that? Who's doing the pitches? Who's, who's you do? Are you doing the little road show? Are you, you got the deck? You're doing the whole, like, Hey, please write me a check. You know, that's, that's been it. I think I've had a little bit of help from my co-founder, which has been fantastic. So we're kind of tag teaming it and it's been great. What's been most stressful for you building this, the, the, the software piece or pitching a hospital executive or asking a rich person to write a check to invest. What's the, what's the hardest? You know, I think that's just personal. I think if you asked my co-founder, you may say something different, but I think for me, it's always just the conversations. Um, it, it's not the pitching, it's not the software, it's not anything company related because that's all figured out. It really is just at the end of the day, making sure like what I'm what I'm saying is getting through and, and articulating it correctly, so. 
How many times have you been told no yet? So have you, you count them? A couple, yeah. Definitely chalking up the failures, but failures is great. I, I've learned so much from, from all these failures. So The key when you're asking somebody to invest is, is just getting them to give you all the reasons why and not just no. Right. You know, yeah. you know, that's the key. Some of these, some of these guys, they, they reject you, but they don't want to spend any minutes on why they're rejecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the rejections are fine, but, but you want to try to learn something from each one of them, grab a couple of little things from each one and find yeah. out what they didn't like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, having decisions and having opinions is great. I think when you're, when you're left in like the purgatory of it all, you're doing something wrong. How much window you got? I'm sure you're looking at what's left in the bank and you've, I'm sure you've Ooh. done the math on a little, on a little cash flow. Like, okay, we have until here until we're dead until unless we raise cash. Yeah. I would say we have about a month left. Woo, man. 30 days. Oh, yeah. Are you close on a closing round? Are you, are you close? Uh, you know, we just got uh, our first circles and we're looking to, to secure a, a cool lead slash co-lead um, deal here. So what's the, do you have a backup plan? Uh, the backup plan is, is kind of rolling with the punches here. Um, there's no real backup plan. I would say, um, you okay. know, maybe this just hibernates for a little bit until we can, you know, give it some life again. You ever see the, you ever see the video quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's like, I had no plan B. I never had a plan B. <laughs> that's, that's the goal, right? That's thinking in a, in a utopian world. Um, yeah. But definitely the backup plan is to, to just icebox it for a little bit. And then what? Do some consulting, take on a little part-time job, do what you have to do until you get some cash raised? Do what you have to do till you get cash raised. Yep. I think that's it right there. Any competition on this deal? You know, we thought early on there was competition. We've, you know, iterated and pivoted a few times. Um, but we're looking at a pretty niche category to hopefully one day become a category king in it. So. What keeps like Banner Health or UC Health from just rolling out their own app? Um, I think it's part of the methodologies, right? You look at modern day startups adopting the lean methodologies, um, being able to build, measure, learn as fast as possible. I think with these larger organizations, um, a lot of their incentives lie internally um, and they have such slow like learning patterns. Um, So for us who really have just incentives to help everyone and also can iterate quickly. Um, that's kind of how you find your own space. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, my friend. Uh, so you, you, you got a pitch deck right now. You got teasers, pitch decks, you got the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a few of them. Uh, all right, good. You got a clean operating agreement with a cap table with your co-founder in case the shit hits the fan, you know, you know, what's what. Yep. Oh yeah. That's, you know, lesson number one. <laughs> Right. You'd be surprised how many people don't have that buttoned up. I, I didn't think it was that common, but yeah, that's like kind of the first thing they disclose to you is like, Hey, make sure to figure this out first. So, I mean, yeah, you just never know what can happen. I mean, it's, you mm-hmm. know, you got to get that taken care of. No, absolutely. Okay. So any healthcare executive out there listening that thinks this might be a good idea, it's zero in, I N zero in dot AI. Any other, any other contact information you want to provide? Anything else they need to know or just go to the website? Yeah, check us out on the website. Um, you can find us uh, email-wise at chase at zeroin.ai. Um, 
but yeah, uh, check us out on the website. We got a few demos up there. So Okay. Have you already tapped your friend, Paul Foley? You know, he knows a lot of these rich investor people. <laughs> you know, I've reached out to Paul. I haven't really met Paul before, but um, I think in a non-COVID world, I would have been kind of more involved in that ecosystem. I love the the startup and the health ecosystem. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, be, be involved at your stage at this, you know, the timeline you're in, the stage you're in. I mean, you want to be involved with as many different startup activities and forums and groups and yeah, yeah. as much as possible. I mean, you can't do it really. You never know. You, you bump into somebody, uh, you know, assuming we get to go to events again at some point, uh, <laughs> you know, you, Hopefully you, soon. Yeah. Yeah. You, you bump into the, the right person, the right investor that came from the healthcare space that connects with what you're doing and boom, you're off to the races. That's it. A little bit of luck I hear is a key to success. Unfortunately, try not to give up control though. If you don't have to <laughs> exactly try, try to take on some cash without giving up control. Cause if you, if you, if you take on enough cash and you give up control, essentially you just turn yourself into an employee. Yeah. At some sense. Yeah you know, so keep that in mind. Okay. All right, my friend, I wish you the best of luck on everything. I uh, admire what you're doing. You, you're, Thanks. Uh, you see, you, you seem like you're pretty relaxed. Uh, you don't seem too stressed. So you, you, uh, you, you haven't had to eat beans and ramen noodles too many times. I can tell. It's, it's just joy at this point. I mean, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. So um, cool. I'll eat ramen and rice and beans as long as I need to, as long as I get to do this, that's, great enough for me so i love it all right chase thanks for being on the rider flex podcast i appreciate it yeah thank you if you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know please share this with them if you've enjoyed today's episode please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button if you're listening on youtube don't forget to hit that little bell next to the subscribe button so you can be notified when we release a new episode our show features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviews. You can visit riderflex.com to learn more about us and get information on the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.